Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and your face masks, and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and we support each other in our drama addictions. This is also where we get a lot of recommendations for the episodes we record, also what dramas we're watching. Uh, we are very open to peer pressure. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Very>. <laughs> so a lot of times when we're deciding what we're going to uh, discuss in our podcast, it's because someone convinced us to watch various shows over on Discord. So if you want more of an input on what we're watching and what we're talking about, definitely join us for uh, on our Patreon and come try to influence us. I mean, there's a reason why we actually have a peer pressure reaction emoji on the Discord server. <laughs> it gets used frequently. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us are very good at resisting peer pressure. Pretty much nope. if one of us nags long enough, We'll get the others to uh, give something a try. So It's true. And we are smack dab in the middle of our Patreon Appreciation Month. So this September, we have been recording madly. Well, we've been recording madly prior to September. All of these extra episodes for exclusively for our patrons. And we're also going to run a couple of giveaways with, ex with um, some... I want to use the word exclusive because we use it a lot, but some great mm -hmm. goodies. And we have this super, we got our logo printed on a drawstring bag and it looks so good. Finding a good printer is hard sometimes, but we found one and we're really happy to share that with you. So pay attention to our patron. The give giveaways will be happening shortly. And if you enter, you can win. Yep. And we just, we want to thank our patrons because it's because of you all that we can keep the podcast ad free. And I know that's important to a lot of people. I know we get used to the ads. Like my husband, he he listens to this four-hour Marvel podcast. He's like, oh, yeah, they have ads in the middle all the time. I'm like, don't, doesn't that drive you nuts? And he's like, no. But I like that we don't have that, that we're able to bring the conversation to everyone without ads. So, All right. So today we are going to do a what we are watching. And I know this is going to be a little bit different than usual because there's only two of us. But... <laughs> We have lost one of our illustrious podcasters to a wedding. She's off in the Midwest dealing with the humidity. And <laughs> um, so she's at a wedding. And then our other one was uh, K-Drama Jen was not able to join us today. So you are going to be stuck with just the two of our opinions on what we're watching. Although I think hey, we have... Hey. We're I think delightful. between the two of us, we pretty much have everything they are watching as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's all in there. And I started like five things yesterday <laughs> and I have opinions. So, so much, so much drama is going to be talked about. And I'm sure we will be able to fill the time with our opinions, <laughs> even without all four of us on to the podcast. And so... And we are still delightful, even if it's just two of us. That is true. We are. And it might be a slightly shorter podcast than if it was all four of us, because those tend to go into almost like <laughs> eking towards the two hour range, because mm -hmm. 
we all we all have a lot to say about all the shows that we're watching and and we don't often get to expand because unfortunately we have jobs and lives and kids and so we can't record like three times a week which is how often we'd have to record to really cover everything of our opinions so that's true you get you get a bit of it right now right and yes a sampling and we're gonna kind of talk about the dramas we dropped recently say over the last two months or so uh, we're going to talk about what we're currently watching, what our feelings and first impressions and all that are. And then we're also going to discuss just a few of the dramas we're looking forward to starting in the next month or around that range. And so you're getting a little bit of everything. Uh, since it's just the two of us, we have that extra time. I figured we can go a little deeper than we usually do. So first, we're going to start with uh, dramas we dropped and why. And I'm I'm going to start with numbers because those of you that listen to the podcast, I think the last time we did a what you're watching, I had just started it. I was maybe two episodes in. I was very enthusiastic about the experience. I really liked those first two episodes. And then I got to episode, I think I gave it seven episodes, mm-hmm. uh, starting about episode three to four it became 90% really annoying accounting talk <laughs> and then maybe 5% a plot. And I just was all like, why am I watching this? <laughs> Cause I find accounting to be so boring. And it was just like, um, like they would just give like detail and more detail about mm-hmm. every little accounting thing that they were doing it was almost like explaining too much about what they were doing and how this is going to affect the plot. And then by the time you get to the plot being affected, you're like, I tuned out a half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book. I don't care. And the only time I would tune in is when the dramatic music started playing, because <laughs> then I knew that the leads were going to be doing something. And if a show is that predictable that you just know you only have to tune in when the music changes, then something's wrong with that drama. And Mm -hmm. so I was just mind numbingly, horribly accounting focused. So, yeah. And it's the same for me. I was watching numbers. I was enthusiastic about it. I tried to maintain that enthusiasm, but I dropped about the same place. Episode seven, because it was getting predictable. Now, in Extraordinary Attorney Wu, like she would have these revelations and her hair would blow back and she'd be able to solve the case. But the way that it was woven into the story was much more skillful, skillful than how Numbers was being handled because Numbers would basically do the info dumping at the beginning of the episode. You'd have the plot and then... More um, info dump. Like there wasn't even... <laughs> the plot was so minuscule. Like you'd well, have the big reveals the last 10 minutes... Mm-hmm. And you would maybe have like a big, oh, I made a move in like the mid middle range, like for about five or 10 minutes. And then all the rest was like people running around doing accounting stuff. Oh, well, my and there word. Was also, he would the male lead would talk to the female lead that they'd be off in the like little accounting library or whatever. And she would always say something offhand that would trigger a revelation for him. And that would solve the case. Once that happened the fourth time in a row, I was just like, I'm done. 
this yeah. is no, this is boring. She doesn't get to do anything because she just says the thing that prompts him. And he's always, you know, he's the underdog. And so he's putting things together outside the box. Well, not really. And, it's well, just, and then it they didn't make him as smart as they had indicated in the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Like his revenge was so not planned out. He had yeah. like a murder board with no murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever he so was So even to the solve. revenge was yeah. really dumb. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was going to go take down and and like shake things up. But really he was just like, well, I'm going to go try to figure out what went wrong in the accounting and who's at fault and and I'll figure this out and become an accountant in the meantime. And well, maybe I'll like like cause chaos, but in a positive way. And, you mm-hmm. know, no one's going to get their comeuppance because I'm an accountant and I was boring. So boring. <laughs> Yeah, so well, as anyway, excited as we were, that uh, no, it didn't play out well. Yeah, I was even tempted to just go watch the last episode and skim watch it, but I was too lazy to do that. So same. So <laughs> if it had an amazing synopsis. ending, let us know on, <laughs> on social media somewhere, and I'll be like, thumbs up, cool emoji, and that'll be the extent <laughs> of it. <laughs> yep. And so, if you're all right, I'll take heartbeat because I dropped that one as well. Yep. And I know we were both enthusiastic about it at the beginning. And I liked the setup at the beginning, this vampire who wants to become human. And then this mysterious cat who apparently knows how to make him human. And it was quirky. It was cute. Mm -hmm. It was. I was like the vampire curse of Korean vampires is going to end finally. (laughs) And they they didn't. It sucked. (laughs) Takyeon was lifting all the weight. His co-star just could not like, when he got knocked out or whatever and she was waiting for him to wake up by his bedside and then he confessed that he liked her and she confessed that he liked him. Her confession, she mumbled her way through the whole thing. And I had not been feeling the chemistry between the two of them and that just killed it. I was just like, this is... No, no, we we don't mumble. If we like someone, we look them in the eye or at least look close to their eyes and tell them and... For him to lead into a kiss after her very mumbled confession and after not feeling much and after the story just felt like it was dragging, I was just annoyed. So then I got some people in the Discord to tell me how it ended. I was like, I was glad I dropped that because that sounds horrible. Well, it's just, I don't know how Korea screws this up so much. They just (laughs) don't want to do a vampire-y vampire drama. They mm-hmm. always say, oh, there's this mystical vampire stuff. And then he never drinks any blood. He never, they never do vampire things. Mm-hmm. It's like vampire stuff for two episodes and then absent vampire anything for the whole rest of the, mm-hmm. I, I watched, I want to say I got to eight or nine and mm-hmm. by eight or nine, all the vampires were pretty much just regular random people Mm -hmm. with boring personalities and there was no mystical anything she was kind of dense and he was kind of funny but not funny enough to make me care and then it just was dumb and they didn't have any chemistry they just didn't no they tried but no it was just well i don't even think they tried they were so bland (laughs) 
Well, okay, I'll put it this way. Tachyon did his best, I feel like. He did. He, again, he was very funny. He was very funny when he was able to be vampire-y and where it was the jokes mm-hmm. where he wasn't connecting with how society was now. That was funny. And mm-hmm. how different she is. That was funny. And once all that was gone, you're left with two people opening a bed and breakfast and not much else. Yep. And I made it through episode 11 and I just, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that was disappointing. Life is too short for bad vampire adaptations. <laughs> Again, I can name on my hand maybe two vampire dramas of Korean vampires that I've enjoyed. All the others, it's just like I keep wanting to because it was one of my favorite Western TV genres, like mm-hmm. tropes, and just so disappointed so disappointed wait so which two dramas did they do well oh what was it it was very early on it was um not is it vampire detective i'm trying to remember there was two with that series one had agent no vampire detective is the one i didn't like because that was really dumb. He went like six episodes not realizing it was a vampire. <laughs> um, you, you would think you would notice if your main food source had changed. Well, yeah. Well, he did. But then he was like, what does this all mean? I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, are you an idiot? Yes. The answer was yes. <laughs> Let me. Oh, vampire prosecutor. That was the one that was really good. It was uh, done way back in the day. Oh, trying to remember the actor that was in that. He was super hot. <laughs> He's not in very much anymore. Um, it's Yoon Jung Hoon. Mm-hmm. I loved him in this. And that was way, way, way back in, let's see. When did he? 2011 and 2012. There's two seasons of Vampire Prosecutor. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And both of them were very good. And Drama Geek and I loved both. Then they never made a third because that was back when uh, cable stations weren't really as popular. Uh, Just like really early cable and so okay. he was on OCN. It was on OCN back when OCN was just starting. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it didn't get a third season, but so good. That was the last time I enjoyed a vampire drama. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's sad. Let, let me see. I'm just seeing, because I know that there's been other vampire shows, but I've had issues with all of them. And a lot of it is because the Koreans don't really want to have a morally ambiguous gray character and killing people and drinking blood is very, you know, yeah, in the gray they, area. I mean, I do like the heartbeat address that by doing the donated blood. Yeah, but then I feel that was just like a cheat where they didn't have to actually make it an aspect of the show. Right. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, it's it's we just get donated blood now. But, you know, there's poor vampires and they don't get the good blood. <laughs> yeah, 
that one was hard too. The economic disparity is just like, they're just that dumb. They can't figure something out over a yeah. hundred years. Well, and then uh, there's like the scholar who walks the night, but he was so angst ridden over being a vampire that it got old after a while. <laughs> um, there was blood, which was really, 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 really dumb. No chemistry. <laughs> yeah. There's just uh, orange marmalade. I liked orange marmalade. I okay. I will admit orange marmalade is probably my other one that I really enjoyed. Okay. So I and I, I even forever. liked the drama version because it was very different than the webtoon version, but mm -hmm. I liked both versions of that. Okay. So, um, I'm sure there's other ones because I know I've like complained about other ones. <laughs> um, that that that's a podcast for a different I'm looking. time. Yeah. So anyway. That's kind of my feeling on all of the vampires in K-dramas. I don't like them. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I think I'm giving up. I'm, yeah. I'll watch whatever future ones they do. But that doesn't mean I have much hope. Yeah. So, and it's sad that Heartbeat has joined that pile. Um, And talking about super bland characters <laughs> takes me to the next one that I, I dropped. It was a one of the Korean BLs. And mm -hmm. it was called June in June. And uh, one of my big complaints about a lot of BLs is the actors are really stiff. And I thought, oh, this one's going to be different. I really like some of the various actors. They have like some personality. It feels like they're acting. And then you realize that the um, one of the leads has the personality of I can't even think of, I would say mold or a bush, but those things <laughs> change and this guy didn't have any change whatsoever in his, his character. He pretty much stood there blinking at whatever guy was confessing their romantic feelings towards him. And I do mean literally just kind of like blinking, like, oh, <laughs> does not compute. What's going on? Blink, blink, blink. There was nothing there. Like his brain was shut off. And usually I'm pretty lenient when people are like, oh, why do, do all these different uh, romantic leads like this person? They're so boring, blah, blah, blah. Usually I can be like, you know, maybe it's just not your type of thing. Maybe, you know, just the performance isn't great, but that doesn't mean like there's no reason for them not to be loved. And this is the one where I'm all like, why do all these people like that guy? Because <laughs> there is nothing there. Like, his character isn't even one note. It's like half a note. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It's so sad. And so I dropped it. I gave it to episode five, I think, because I kept thinking, no, there's like all of these three guys that are totally in love with him. Something has to happen. <laughs> no. Like his personality is a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just sad. Oh, it made my head hurt. It was like, no, finally one where everyone else is acting and one of the leads is so unlikable. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it's I I won't say it's a hundred percent the actor's fault. Maybe the director did not give him good direction or maybe the writing just wasn't great for that character, but Oh my word, all of it combined was the absolute worst. <laughs> 
Like even talking about it, my head hurts from how bad it was. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to even think of some character or actresses and stuff that like, I, like some of Crystal's roles mm-hmm. are still a million times better than this character's performance. And that tells you something because oh, there's been some yeah. of her roles that I've hated and yeah, okay. that's bad. That anyway, is, that is bad. So, so that was June and June. Yeah. If yeah. you loved it. Sorry, listeners. I just, my head hurt. It just he blinked was not for a lot. <laughs> he had one, he had like a closed mouth smile, blink, blink thing going on 98% of the time. And occasionally it was a confused blink, blink, but that was about it. <laughs> and blink, blinks are not emotion. That does not count as eye yeah, acting. No, it, there was no eye acting. There was no emoting. <laughs> it was just like confusion, blink, blink, and regular blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you can't Good fall in love with blink, blink. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's not a form of communication. It's not even one of those where it's like, well, maybe they were just overcome by his hotness that that's why they like him. No, (laughs) it's like his blinking detracted from his attractiveness. Like, it's just like, no, oh, stay single, save yourselves. (laughs) Okay, then. All right. Anyway. All right. So my last one I dropped, it was because of the discord. But it's called You Are Desire. It's a Chinese high school romance. High school to college? No, high school. I don't know. I watched four episodes. They were still in high school. I was enjoying it, but I had gotten behind just because life. And then I, as I do sometimes, I clicked on the spoiler tags in Discord because I was like, oh, I want to hear about the ending. Do not. Do not ever click Mm -hmm. on the tags. I always click on the tags. Anyway. (laughs) But, um. I heard about the ending and I heard all the outrage. Well, I could, you know how you can kind of get a sense from even the dialogue surrounding the spoiler tags. I was like, oh, this doesn't sound good. Yeah, the ending is something that would have made me mad. So I'm like, you know what? I've already been through that once this year. So I'm just going to drop it now. So You Are Desire sound started off good. You know, they had kind of not opposite personalities, but just kind of a fighting through the horribleness of life together. And I, I was in it and now I'm not. So... Basically, thank you, Discord, for saving my time. <laughs> and those of you who have not experienced Discord, uh, there's the ability to hide spoilers behind like a, uh, what would you like call it? Like a sensor it? bar. Yeah, a sensor bar. And so if you don't want to see spoilers, you don't have to. Uh, if you're Carrie the Machna, you click on the spoilers <laughs> and it, Im- it impedes your watching. Although no. I've learned that not to do it because a lot of times with Chinese dramas, especially in the fantasy stuff, the endings tend to be a little vague or a bit more on the sad side because mm. there's a lot of sacrifice in a lot of the dramas that I enjoy. So a lot of times I'll be like, oh, they died, but they had a beautiful romance during life. And I'm OK with that. But a lot <laughs> of people are not. And then they get blindsided like and then they're upset and rant about it on discord and so i've learned just to step on back (laughs) when it comes to chinese dramas so yeah and that's the thing i actually appreciate knowing because an ending for me i want a satisfying ending and that's not the kind that satisfies me for the most part so that's 
I mean, I don't click on every single spoiler tag, just <laughs> most of them. Anyway, but <laughs> it just, it, it kind of gives me guidance because I don't have a lot of time to watch dramas. And so mm-hmm. if something's not going to end well, I want to know sooner rather but than you later. you don't want to invest 50 hours into something and then no. someone dies? Or it just <laughs> blows up or just, I, yeah. I posted a ranty post the other day about the other day like last month about one that just tanked in the last two episodes undercut everything and it was so mad and if i'd known that beforehand i wouldn't have finished the drama even though i was liking it so i get that yeah so we we should move on to the positive stuff now well not all positive (laughs) (laughs) all right well and and keep in mind that when we're recommending uh, stuff in this, we have not finished it because I felt really bad because I did recommend Heartbeat and I did recommend Numbers in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then like it all imploded two weeks later and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for misleading all of our mm-hmm. listeners Dang. into thinking that Numbers has a redeeming quality past the <laughs> stuff. It did not. But at the time we recorded, that was my feelings. So just keep in mind with all of these dramas, these are our feelings as of the ninth, and things can change and (laughs) often do. And so what we might be like really enjoying now, three weeks from now, it could be like, oh, I'm dropping this. This is trash. (laughs) and that's also a good reason to come join us on discord because then you get our our opinions later on and so our corrected opinions or even follow us on social media because again i i'm trying to be a lot more active on twitter and and share my thoughts on stuff like that so so yeah so starting what we're watching i started a show called circle of love it is on vicky um, I believe you might be able to also find it on YouTube because I remember seeing clips about this before it came available on Vicky. So, mm. uh, let me do the synopsis real fast. On her wedding day, Gu Meng loses everything, her family and fortune due to a fire she believes was started by her recent husband, Hong Yi. Like, this is literally as they're getting married. Oh. Um, that they are in the bedroom taking of the veils off kind of level married. Oh, uh, okay. So years later, the woman decides to take revenge, but the plan backfires when she tries to attack the, it uh, says warlord, but he's like a general or he's in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, she has an accident that causes her to lose her memory. After waking up, not knowing who she is, Gu Meng is forced to become a servant at Hong Yi's estate. At first, Hong Yi does everything to humiliate and destroy the amnesiac woman. However, the longer he tortures her, he becomes more emotionally and romantically attached to her again. Gu Meng, from the initial victim, over time begins to not only seduce Hong Yi, but also fight for her freedom and revenge, especially when starts to have glimpses of memories of her previous life. So what will win in their relationship, hate or love? So this is, I want to say it was eight episodes. I watched three episodes yesterday. Uh, So they're very fast. It's almost feels more like a web series. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to invest very much time if you do decide to watch this. I'm undecided if I'm going to finish because 
you know that K-drama Jen and I are totally okay with toxic romances. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) There's some really messed up stuff that we will be willing to overlook for a story. (laughs) This might have like reached that limit. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Well, because like, her family was involved in the deaths of a lot of his family, which resulted in the deaths of like his parents from grief and all this stuff. And so he comes to get revenge and then her family's all murdered. I am not far enough in to know if he's directly, but he takes credit for it. Oh, and then um, they're fighting and she gets, pulled into water on their wedding night into a a river or something and disappears for two years and then comes back and tries to assassinate him and then loses her memories (laughs) (laughs) and it goes from there and then of course she loses her memories so of course what do you do you make her a servant in your household and torture her (laughs) um yeah so (laughs) it might be it might be too toxic for even me to handle. Like, even if it comes out that he was not the direct reason for the murder of all of her family and the loss of her fortune and all of this hoopla, it's pretty not okay. <laughs> Some of the stuff he does to the woman he's someday going to fall for again. Because they were <laughs> totally romantic and in love until... You know, their families all were murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure. I I might finish it up just because they're like 20-minute episodes. I have four or five more. So it's not a significant increase in my time towards this, but it's pretty messed up. So that's a maybe. <laughs> so that's a maybe. It's a maybe. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, so maybe. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> that's All what right. I spent an hour of my time on yesterday. <laughs> Hopefully while you were also reading or something. I was writing out this outline, so it, okay. I was I was doing a little something more productive. But... <laughs> I just think it's funny that I finally found something that is possibly too toxic for even Jen and I. And she'll probably hear this and she'll be like, I'm going to go watch it to see what Amber meant. (laughs) That's how we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, you two are special. We are. We are very special. We have plans (laughs) on doing uh, the best toxic romance podcast at some point in the future. So it's in the works at some point. Because we do love a good, really messed up romance. Uh, as my neighbors would say, bless your heart. <laughs> Is it romance or Stockholm Syndrome? If you don't know, we're probably watching that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly questioning a lot of things right now. <laughs> hey, another good t-shirt idea. Is it romance <laughs> or Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> All right, you have to write that one down. I'm never going to remember. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, so I've started a different, entirely different drama. <laughs> it's 
called My Lovely Boxer. Now, I'm only one episode in, but I'm intrigued because it's got one of my favorite um, actors in it, Isang Yo. And he plays a cold-blooded sports agent who draws talented players into the sports field and then basically makes his money, as much money as from them as he can in a short period of time. So he's milking them right before they burn out. One of his clients is Kim Hee-won, who is an excellent baseball pitcher and is also actually friends with this sports agent. But Kim Hee-won, the pitcher, he gets himself in trouble. And so Kim Tae-young, the sports agent, in order to help his friend, has to do some underhanded dealing in order to cancel the debt that the pitcher has racked up. This is all in the first episode. So what Kim Tae-young, the sports agent, does is he's tasked with bringing female boxer Lee Kwon-suk back into the boxing ring. And the reason that this is a huge deal is because three years ago, Lee Kwon-suk, she emerged as an elite boxer at at the age of just 17, and she was undefeated and brought popularity to the sport and then disappeared. So... For his friend, Kim Tae-young approaches Lee Kwon-suk. He finds her, and she's started a completely new life away from boxing, and he's trying to convince her to come back. And so that's as far as I've gotten in the first episode. And so I'm kind of intrigued by the dynamic, just because I don't necessarily like sports drama where it's about the sports and about them winning, but when it's about the things that happen off of the field or outside of the ring and what kind of motivates them to get into the ring, then I'm like, hmm, this could be interesting. So I haven't gotten very far, and I'm kind of on the bubble with it already, just because Isengyob, I mean, he's very good. He was in um, While You Were Sleeping. He was the attorney that was just kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. But, And so he's being morally gray again. I've seen him in stuff where he's, he's cute. And so I, I like his range, and I'm like, I want to see what he brings to this. But he's morally gray again, and so I'm just like... I don't have a ton of time, so I'll probably watch another couple of episodes, but we'll see where this goes. Like, how did the age difference feel? Because I know there's a huge age difference between these two actors, and I'm Mm -hmm. assuming a similar age difference on the screen. Um, I think so, because I think he's cast as being in his early 30s. 17, 18 years between them in real life. Like, yeah, it's a big age gap big gap i don't know i don't know if it's supposed to be a romance let me see i am pretty sure it's supposed to be it says first love in here but like that's not where they were aiming in the first episode but again i'm I'm operating on limited information here so So, i might go back that's why i was a little hesitant because again i'm pretty easygoing about that kind of stuff but when Mm -hmm. it's someone that's still feels like a teenager mm-hmm. with someone in their 30s that gives me a little bit more of an icky squeaky feeling gotcha. i like my age gap to be at least in their 20s so it doesn't feel like you're stealing them before they're all cooked <laughs> so... <laughs> well no by the time he goes to look for her she's in her early 20s okay so. maybe it won't yeah. bug me i don't know just when it was going around on when it started people were talking about the age difference and yeah. i was like oh that's kind of that's, that's one a of your lot yeah, yeah i don't know anything over 15 years when they're that young mm-hmm. is is a little bit weird for me now that i'm older <laughs> I, again i used to be like whatever now with a daughter who's 21 i'm like if some guy who is 37 wanted to date my baby i'd be like dude 
get your little perverted butt out of my house. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, logically I could say love is love when it's other people, but it's when my kid is like, you have nothing to say about. Oh, like totally different lifestyles. You were alive when there wasn't internet. Come on. <laughs> Uh, all right, so now I'll have to watch at least the second episode just to see yeah, if it's as you need to let as me you know. think. Or, or yeah. it, listeners, again, if you've watched it, let me know. Come over mm-hmm. onto Twitter and let me know what's going on because <laughs> now that I'm like obsessing about it, I know. <laughs> How toxic is the age difference on a scale of one to 10? <laughs> <laughs> would this be a drama K drama Jen and I would watch? <laughs> Uh, things are so different once you have like early 20 kids mm-hmm. that you're like oh I hope my child doesn't do that when you're watching all of these shows right. you're like oh yeah. no my kid's that idiot <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's a fair point you know so I was talking it's... to one of my friends who works at Cocoa and she was said that the lead actors like behind the scenes they're super friendly and like gave one of the best interviews she's had in a long time so i was like yeah that sounds cool oh no 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 i'm not saying that it's oh yeah no cool. in the drama itself yeah but I'm yeah saying- i think just as i've aged like real life sucks into it it's like i can't enjoy high school dramas quite as much as i used to when i was in my like early 20 or late 20s early 30s <laughs> when you were um, less removed from it now that I have teenagers and I, I have, you know, that it's like, I can't watch one of the Japanese dramas where the teacher starts dating the kid without being like, oh my word, I would kill a teacher if they started dating my kid, you know, right? <laughs> like all of these tropes that I had no problems with when my kids were four or five, suddenly I saw like, oh, I'd want to kill that person. <laughs> like, that's not okay. Oh, I have standards now. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but I'm still okay with the toxic romances. We're not quite up to that age range where I have to like question my feelings on those. So, in <laughs> reference to my children. So, yes, as long as they're appropriately aged, toxic yes. is fine. <laughs> yes, appropriately aged. And I know nothing about their, their inner workings of their messed up minds. <laughs> We're good. And hopefully I won't end up dead and my daughter is dating my killer. That would that would <laughs> that be would, a damper yeah. in heaven uh, looking down upon that situation. So no kidding. But on to new dramas. My next one I started yesterday is one that just started, I believe, this week. There's four episodes mm-hmm. out. It's called Parallel Worlds and it's on Vicky and WeTV. And... Uh, here's the synopsis is Ching Dong led a team to the desert two years ago in a night, <clears throat> excuse me, one night, a squally intense wind. <laughs> I love that it's squally. Uh, <laughs> let's just say a windstorm occurred and all mm-hmm. 18 teammates led by Chong Dong were buried in the desert with no bodies found. Chong Dong disappeared since then with the guilt and regret and all of the family members of the lost blaming him for the situation. Mm-hmm. And Li Shi, who has no memory of her past, shows up with photos that contain clues about the accident. They team up to go to the desert to find out the truth. So that's like the basic synopsis. And I watched the trailer and I was like, ooh, what is this? This trailer looks fun. It looks different. 
It's not a fantasy vibe. It's not your usual modern Chinese drama vibe. I want to see where this goes. So I've watched two episodes so far and have so many questions about where the plot's going to go, especially after having watched the trailer. But I will say that I am in love with Nini. I love her. She is so good as an actress. She was in Rise of the Phoenixes. I haven't seen her in anything since that, but just visually she is stunning and she's such a good actress and it looks like she's going to be able to kick some serious butt in this drama and I am all in and there's a fantasy element and another world that's kind of like a fantasy magical ancient China vibe going on, but with like a Mad Max twist and I'm totally in. So same, same, same. Somebody on the Discord described it as a contemporary fantasy, contemporary fantasy drama. And I was like, say more. Give me more words. I need well, to know I wouldn't. About this. It's even like a fantasy drama. It feels a lot edgier than a fantasy mm-hmm. drama usually gets. Again, kind of has that um, that vibe of everything's going to like fall apart, kind of society, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. like a apocalypse kind of vibe i'm not saying yeah. there's going to be an apocalypse but that's the vibe you get right and so i'm really enjoying that because fantasy a lot of times it can be like sweet white light fluffy this does not feel light and fluffy it feels very gritty kind mm-hmm. of mad maxi so yes it definitely gritty is exactly the word that i was thinking of but not like horror gritty just you know everything's not all shiny (laughs) yes yes everything's not not all flowers and sausages (laughs) (laughs) yes there's no pastels the cinematography is kind of (laughs) dark yeah and again she is freaking stunning she is one of my what i would call one of the most beautiful chinese actresses like just stunning and Mm -hmm. i love her and I love the way she's handling herself because I watched the same amount of episodes and just yeah. she's very independent and strong and, you and know, trying she's... to figure things out. And she's manipulative. Mm-hmm. I like that about her. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. very manipulative. Well, and I like how the male lead just manipulates her right back. Exactly. So. They There's a lot of good push and pull. And the male mm-hmm. lead was in The Guardian is what I know yeah. him from. And so he was and very good in that as well. Love love o2o he was also in that one i don't not remember the drama uh-huh i think oh. let me go look again i'm pretty sure but yeah i kind of because i kind of recognized him like i can picture him with glasses on yeah with the drama okay so yep. i don't know if he was the second male lead or just on the team but yeah yeah i don't rem- i don't think he was the lead man in the drama. no he was not the lead yeah or but the yeah. second lead, because I'm like, no, the second lead was the one guy. But uh, yeah, regardless, <laughs> by you. So yes. is the actor. And then Nini is the actress. Yeah. And they're both just, they've got good chemistry and they're just already fitting into their roles really well. Yes. So yeah, again, I'm on board for on, that one too. It's on Vicky and We TV and just started. Highly recommend. Yes. All right. So I have King the Land back on my list. 
because it I got to episode nine. I know y'all finished it, but I got on episode nine and just kind of burned I don't out. think any of us have finished it. Really? I think a lot of people on Discord finished it. Um, okay. I think we all stalled about, I want to say I stalled about episode seven. And I want to say that Drama Geek and K-Drama Jen are maybe an episode ahead of me. Um, I know Drama Geek is going to go back and finish. For me, it's on hold right now. It's not that I wasn't enjoying it. It's just the romance wasn't quite grabbing me. So Mm -hmm. I'll probably finish it maybe sometime because so many people liked it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I I think a lot of people on Discord finished it and loved it. And so that's definitely a push to finish it. But I have not finished it as of yet. Yeah. And I haven't finished it either. I just checked and I've watched through episode 10. And it was just, it was just kind of, I felt like it was just kind of stagnant. I wish he had more to do. He felt like Mm -hmm. his only reason for being around was because he was interested in her. And I just wish he had more layers to that. And maybe they developed that later on. Well, Um, and that that part does start picking up. I was just tired I don't know. I was just kind of tired and I was frustrated for the friends because like the flight attendant keeps getting picked on. Oh, so they were little... boring. It's like, I'm just going to fast forward their plots. I don't care. Well, I like her. I like the other flight attendant who's crushing on her because he's adorable. But then the gift shop manager and her horrible husband, I was just like, this is uncomfortable because, you know, she already works all day. She has to take care of the kid and he's off just loafing around. But I saw a YouTube short from episode 14 Mm-hmm. Where the situation has reversed and somehow she's got him under her thumb. I'm just like, okay, I need to see this arc because I want to know how she managed that. Because she had just kind of given up on life, mm-hmm. on getting ahead. And I'm like, okay, this has reignited my interest. This will be what gets me back because I need to know how she turned her situation around. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, and again, I want to love what everyone else is loving. But sometimes with romances, that doesn't quite click with me. Mm -hmm. And that's another enemies to lovers that just didn't organically vibe with me. Yeah. The enemies part felt kind of weak, honestly. Yeah. And and I liked her reasoning on why she wanted to be a concierge. There were some really good elements in it. They did have good chemistry. Um. But for whatever reason, I just wasn't clicking. And so Mm -hmm. I might go back. I might not because there's a lot of shiny new shows out there. And (laughs) that that tends to be the problem is I get distracted by shiny new shows like Parallel World. And then I'm like, eh, I'm good. I'm good where I left it. Do I really need to know? And so far, the answer is no. (laughs) So. (laughs) So, um. My next drama is Lovely Liar, and I. this drama is on the cusp for me mm-hmm. on whether I'm going to continue with it or not. Um, I really enjoyed the first six episodes. I want to say I'm on episode nine, and it, it's fine. It's... Mm-hmm. I feel like the leads have really good chemistry as uh, Huang Minhyun. He is from Newest. He's um, gone into acting, the mm-hmm. K-pop boy group Newest. 
but he's gone into acting. He was in, oh, what was the fantasy one that I liked that no one else watched last year? Alchemy of Souls? Yes, Alchemy and Souls. He was the second lead in Alchemy of Souls. He was fine in that. I feel like he's done, like, gone up a little bit of a step with his acting abilities. It was a little... He was doing good in this one. I enjoyed it. Uh, Kim So Hyun is the female lead. I really loved her as a child actress. Uh, she hasn't quite won me over as a leading lady in older shows. I think a mix of that is she went into um, older leading lady roles where it didn't feel like she was quite old enough so early. Mm-hmm. And it just the there's been a disconnect between me and a lot of her her roles but I felt like this one was winning me over she had a lot of chemistry I just don't know if there's enough plot there for 18 episodes and I think that's why I'm kind of like hesitating and I just haven't heard a lot of like swoony buzz on on social media about it and so I don't know it, it's a maybe um for those of you that haven't watched it, here's the synopsis. It's Mak Makho eh, Excuse Mok-so-li. me. No, <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> seeing the words and it's not coming out. <laughs> Maksolhi is a young woman with extraordinary and supernatural ability. She is able to hear other people's lies. So when a person says a lie, like a little bell or something um goes off. So she knows when people are lying. She's kind of created a career over um, finding out lies. So people hire her to see if their significant others are lying, if they're just there to all about the money or, you know, if they're trying to hide something, she'll uh, hire out her services. Um, The opening was very cute where she, a gangster hires her to find out who snitched to the cops about their their money and stuff and so she goes in and she's like listening to everyone's lies and finds the the hidden crook in this mafia gang and they're all beating her the guy up as she walks away quickly (laughs) (laughs) so i mean there's some really cute stuff in there Mm -hmm. the romance is cute um they fall in love because the main guy usually does not lie so she thinks her lying radar is broken because he just doesn't lie to her And Mm -hmm. so there's all kinds of stuff. He kind of has a tragic backstory, um, has a lot of trauma and relationships, and they all are working through all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the premise. And again, I'm just not sure there is enough story for as many episodes. There are, it's, uh, I want to say 16 episodes. Yeah, 16. And I think it would have worked better maybe as a 12-episode drama. I think the story Mm -hmm. arcs would have been a lot tighter. So this is a maybe for me. I still have half the drama to go, and I don't know. So maybe. I'm the same. I'm through episode eight, and I'm just kind of – I'm tired of her con artist mom and – yeah, I would say it's a solid yeah. seven right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not bad by any means. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say, oh, this is trash. It deserves to die. And that is not what I'm saying. I'm just 
like with so many good shows happening and there's a quite a few coming out in September that I want to watch. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that my time is going to go towards this and it might just get thrown to the back burner. Yeah. But at the same time, eh, I might suddenly feel like pushing play and then I'm too lazy to stop pushing play and it keeps <laughs> going on for eight hours and I'll be done. So that could also happen. That is my life. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, we will see. I, I might. I, it is the season of my puzzles. I like doing puzzles in the fall, much to my family's dismay, because there's always a table with a puzzle on it <laughs> in my living room near my TV. And I like watching TV when it starts getting dark earlier and doing puzzles. So a mm-hmm. lot of times I will just suddenly binge five or six episodes of any given show just because I'm doing puzzles and the TV just plays on. So this might be a puzzle drama one that I'm not a hundred percent invested in, but I am watching as I do my fall puzzle. So, yeah, we will I'm see familiar. where we go with that. But uh, just know it is one of her better romances. I don't mm-hmm. really connect often with her in romances. I think this is one of her better ones, and leave it at that. Okay. And for me, I'm just running into the same issues that I ran into with King the Land. It just it's feeling stagnant right now in the middle. And so I'm waiting to see how the ending goes. And yeah, I'm tired of her calling out her mom. I'm tired of the the female idol who's obsessed with him. I'm just like, can can we move on? Can they have something else to do? So. Oh, I really hate the second lead. Like she fakes suicide to yeah. get him to talk to her. And that's the relation of his trauma is his past girlfriend, Um, committed suicide and he blames himself and so it's just she is the worst like the absolute worst uh so it's it's just i don't know again not bad not the best drama of the year by any means either so Mm -hmm. it's there in the middle if it ends really really well i will probably go back to it but agree again I'll, I'll let my friends on Discord be kind of the the canary in the mine shaft. They can sound it out for me. Oh, and you can find that drama on Vicky. Yes. Just for those of you looking for it. All right. So a drama that I'm not on the cusp about, but I'm actually enjoying is Moving. And it is on Disney Plus and Hulu. I'm so glad they figured that out and they're dropping it on Hulu at the same time that they're releasing it wide, you know, elsewhere in the world. It makes yeah. me super well, happy. and I believe that's because it's a Disney Plus drama. It's completely produced and released uh, by Disney, whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the other dramas that they do have are um, released on different stations in Korea at the same time. So gotcha. that's the difference, whether it's like produced by Disney completely or if it's just they have the streaming rights to it. Or they partially produced it, but it is through a company in Korea that's airing each week. Some of those, I've noticed they have not released on Hulu until the show has completed. So I think that's kind of the difference is here in the U.S. Some of the stuff doesn't come available till after the show is done just Mm -hmm. because of release timing. For whatever reason, it'll be on Disney Plus internationally. And not in the U.S. till it's completed. If it's not a 100% produced Disney project. 
So well, and you can tell that Disney or big money was behind this because the special oh, yeah. effects. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When this comes out, we'll have already released a review of the first twelve episodes or thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. So look for that uh if this is something you want to watch i would say it's definitely one of the dramas of the year must Mm -hmm. watch yeah and it's i mean the kids may be supers the parents may be supers but it's really just about their lives and in a really compelling way and i don't know yeah i wasn't on the review that you guys did but (laughs) well we kind of compared it to and usually we don't always compare things to Western shows, but if you ever watched Heroes season one, came mm-hmm. out in the early 2000s, was a huge fantasy show here in the U.S. And it has a very similar vibe with a lot of different character stories that all come together towards the end in this combined arc. And it's mm-hmm. so well done. It's amazing the uh it's based on a webtoon and the person who wrote the webtoon also wrote this the script for the drama and it's very much shows that it's one single-minded story it doesn't feel at all chopped like sometimes the webtoon adaptations are and very very well done definitely one of my top of the year by far um And I won't go much more into it, but go listen to our podcast if you are interested in that. We go into great detail about why this show is so special and why literally everyone should be watching. We didn't even, we were all like, no, there's no reason for you not to watch this show. Go watch it. Like you can, (laughs) you know, when the violence is going to happen, you can use the fast forward button, go watch Mm -hmm. the show. So were you talking to me during that part? <laughs> oh, no. Like, just to everyone. Because usually we'll yeah. be like, oh, if this is a trigger. Or you don't like violence. This show's not for you. Or, you know, usually we're pretty open about who's going to like the drama and who's not. But mm. this is one of those where, like, no. Even if you might have some hang-ups, go watch the show. Because yeah. it is that good. Well, so. my favorite part was the whiny doctor from Happiness was in the first episode and he died. So. <laughs> that's very satisfying <laughs> uh, very very satisfying yeah so anyway um highly recommend that won't go into details but it's amazing like it defies genre it defies a lot of things mm-hmm. uh so definitely go give it a try yes please so the next one i'm doing i haven't heard a ton of buzz about this and i think Part of it is because it's found on Amazon, and I think a lot of people have not quite gotten used to Amazon as being a provider of K-dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been doing it for about six months. They usually have one, maybe two K-dramas that are simulcasting at any given time. Uh, and this is one of them that kind of just snuck in, and it's called The Killing Vote. And uh, the premise is when heinous criminals avoid punishment from the law, all citizens over 18 years old receive a text message pulling them on whether that person should receive the death penalty. If more than 50% respond in favor of capital punishment, this person is killed by a person known as a dog mask person. Like it's a guy on the internet wears a dog mask that's doing this kind of thing. Mm. Um, 
He's working in a virtual world persona as this dog mask guy. And meanwhile, the police chase after dog mask and three people become involved because of it. Uh, the three people become involved because of it. I'm assuming they mean the cops. Um, so that's kind of a weird way of phrasing that. <laughs> uh, one second. Like, let me get the cast. It has a really good cast. Uh, it's definitely kind of a, like an edgier drama. It's going to be 12 episodes. You find it on Amazon Prime. And the leads are uh, Park Hae Jin. Mm -hmm. He plays like a cop who will do anything to to make sure that the people are saved. Uh, for example, he's definitely kind of morally gray. He'll plant evidence if it means getting a pedophile off the streets kind of thing. So mm -hmm. the whole drama definitely has morally gray characters. It's very vigilante and what's the difference between vigilante and justice kind of thing. Uh, right. Park Sung-woon is the... They're thinking he's the uh, person involved behind the dog mask character because uh, he had gotten justice for against the person who had killed his son uh, mm -hmm. years earlier and just went and stabbed him and killed him all. Very vigilante. And he, you would know him from shows like Unlock My Boss. He was in Crash Landing on You. He had a guest role. Um, when the Devil Calls Your Name, Smiles Left Your Eyes. He was the brother. Life on Mars. He was the the cop from the eighties. So definitely, if you watch dramas, you would know who he is. He usually plays. Uh, cop characters for the most part but this one he plays a father that's in prison traumatized and the verbiage the killer uses is very similar to his verbiage so they're at the point where I'm at they're thinking he's involved and since he's a lead I'm guessing he's involved <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, whether, it's a hint whether he's the one that's somehow getting out of prison and killing these people or what's going on I don't know yet but there's a good chance he's involved. Uh, <laughs> and I'm liking it. I'm liking it quite a bit. It very ha much is that um, vigilante, gray, ethical, justice, dark vibe that mm -hmm. I enjoy. And with, you know, October coming on, you might want to give it a try. It's always the time of hot serial killers. <laughs> and... It's one episode a week on Amazon Prime. I want to say there's four or five episodes out now, possibly. And so, perfect time to start. Okay. So, you say vigilante, and my mind immediately goes to Batman and, like, the newer... The... <laughs> well, yeah. if uh, Batman murdered the people that he deems evil, then yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay. But, like brutally kills them mm -hmm. with yeah like one guy he got two billion won off of um doing like forced porn and stuff you know like mm. forcing people into the sex work and whatnot and and taping it all and he got only a year prison sentence so when he comes out and he's going to start again 
uh, the killer puts it on line and then when the guy's convicted online by people's votes, then he murders the, him very graphically. Well, not it's not graphic, but it's like the setup is he they st- he stuffs money down his throat till he chokes. Uh, think, so it's okay. very eye for an eye. The mm-hmm. the death meets the crime kind of thing. Gotcha. You know. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like very much something you would enjoy. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even October yet. <laughs> I know. I know. I say October is the month of serial killers, but really hot serial killers are year round. There just happens to be a lot of really good ones right now. So so you're just loving it. I am in a happy place. Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. Speaking of happy places, my next one is Destined With You. And we just recorded a whole episode on that. So I'm like, I've said everything I need to say. But um, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, just a quick synopsis. A lawyer bound by a centuries-old curse becomes entangled with a civil servant who holds the key to his freedom, igniting an unexpected romance. And so if you want to know more, listen to our podcast episode. But I'll just say this is a fresh twist on a rom-com that I didn't see coming and I love it. And Rowoon is just killing it. Rowoon and Rowoon's eyebrow are just killing it. (laughs) Yes. You cannot discount how attractive his eyebrows are. (laughs) No, it's the way he uses it. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's doing an amazing job. Uh, This is one of our Patreon appreciation month episodes. So mm-hmm. this is oh the our review is over on Patreon, and so yeah, it's very yeah. good. And and to be even handed, Joe Boa is also doing an excellent job, and I like how how they're working together. And this whole enemies to lovers trope is just like you said. It's well, you said lots, we said lots, but it's just <laughs> it's working well, it's written well, and it's directed well. So go. And it feels go fresh. It feels very mm-hmm. unique and fresh. Yes. So. And you don't get that often with romantic comedies and stuff. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. Definitely. Go watch it. Plus. It's on Netflix. (laughs) Go watch. Yes. I was going to say Netflix. But yes, it is on Netflix. So I'm not used to, this is the first time I'm trying to say where it's on because it was a request on Mm -hmm. our Discord that we let people know a little bit more where you can find these dramas. So hopefully this is working, but I'm not <laughs> used to saying it yet. So mm-hmm. still working on that. Well, um, and as always, MDL will tell you where it is, unless it's some obscure site like On Demand Korea. You can usually find it on mydramalist.com if you go look for the show. It'll yes. Be, it'll list where it is. Yeah. Go under like all the title, all of the alternate titles and scroll down just a bit. And right before it gets to the cast, It'll tell mm-hmm. you where you can watch it. So. Yep. All right. So the next one, I I might have talked about this a little bit in our Destined With You podcast <laughs> because I'm the only one watching this because everyone else doesn't know how entertaining it is. <laughs> but the drama is called Behind Your Touch. It is on Netflix, which is actually why I was watching this. I was like, oh, I need something. Click. And started it. And then the first episode was really weird and random. 
And then I was a little like, I don't know if I'm into this, but I'm too lazy to get the remote to change it. So the second episode started. <laughs> and by the end of the second episode, I'm hooked. It's kind of one of those shows where the writer has a lot of quirky ideas and just decides to chuck them all in there. And it doesn't always... Like the world building doesn't always necessarily make sense, but it's entertaining <laughs> enough that I don't care. Uh, the premise is this uh, meteor comes is some kind of meteor or a, a energy blast comes from space. And our main girl is a vet and she is touching the butt of a cow when this meteor um, black energy it's not a meteor. It's like an energy blast. Blasts mm -hmm. and hits their barn that they're in. And um, so it was her and the farmer. And the farmer was touching the leg of the cow. So the premise is that now they have this ability that anytime they touch a butt, whether it's an animal or a snake or a human's butt, <laughs> they can see the what the human or animal or whatever has seen so if it's like a cat they can see through a cat and kind of go through its m recent memories what has happened um it doesn't quite give the reason why or how they can do this it just is and as they get better at it they can like zip through and the memories look like little digital files so they can zip <laughs> through what and find what they wanted to know to whatever question and and again it just kind of progresses like randomly it's like oh well if you take care of my hands and pamper them I have better like HD vision of these <laughs> it's but they use it very comedically and it's mm -hmm. quite funny actually because um she connects with this cop who wants her to help him solve crime so he can get back to the big city because they're in this rural ho-dunk town where you know nothing ever happens but then of course a lot of crime starts happening and so he's utilizing her as a tool to uh catch thugs catch all of these mysteries what's going on uh later to catch a serial killer and and of course the only way she can do this is by um, grabbing a big chunk of a butt and, <laughs> and sifting through memories of various characters. Or like I said, there's one where uh, there was a murder and they have no witnesses and they notice that there's a lot of snakes around. So he starts catching all the snakes and she's like touching whatever the equivalent of a snake butt is to get the <laughs> visions of the snake. So it's very entertaining. Again, doesn't always make sense because one of like i'm just saying it because no one's gonna go watch this <laughs> but she doesn't she has this thing and she um gets into some trouble because she wants to test on humans so she goes into a crowded bus to do like perverts do and like <laughs> accidentally touch someone's butt and that's when she gets arrested by our main guy because he catches her being a pervert <laughs> And so anyway, their relationship goes from there. And of course, he just calls her pervert because he caught her like <laughs> filling up butts in the bus. And she just wanted to see if it worked. 
but right. she uses it in her vet practice because then she can see, well, this dog had some salt water or, oh, this dog is sad because his human is getting older, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. But then she finds out from the guy who got the same powers if he touches legs that uh, it causes their hair to fall out. Oh, no. Are you serious? (laughs) So there's this whole premise where she's obsessed about getting bald and she doesn't want to, like, touch butts anymore, even (laughs) on on animals, because she's going to lose all of her hair. Because the guy's like, I went and touched all the legs and now I'm going bald and he has, like, this bald spot. Oh, gee. But because, like, the cop figures it out, he's kind of forcing her to touch all these butts. And she's like, but my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. Because, again, she's touching butts everywhere. <laughs> her hair's, you know, they occasionally, like, reference back to, like, hair loss. But they kind of, like, go on to other, like, <laughs> HD and and, you know like watching a movie and I can shuffle the memories through the life and all that stuff now. And it, it's just kind of fun. Um, and now there's a serial killer involved, a hot serial killer. If it's <laughs> they're indicating it's the, this one guy and he might be a hot mm. serial killer. Um, but the guy decides that there's only like 30,000 people in the town. If they mm-hmm. go and touch everyone's butt, they're going to eventually come across him. <laughs> it's all of these like ways of her touching butts of he's like if we touch a thousand butts a day (laughs) month then you'll be done yeah so that's kind of the premise of where they are right now is like touching butts in masses he's like you know getting all these different scenarios that she can cop a feel on everybody (laughs) boy (laughs) oh but it's funny it is funny there's this one scene where he puts her in a box and just with a cutout and just has mm-hmm. all the delinquents go and stand in front of it so she can touch delinquent butts. <laughs> I saw but the it, YouTube short for that and I was laughing. Oh, so <laughs> But it's so ridiculous. It's just hilarious. And now she's realized, hey, I'm after a serial killer. If he realizes I'm searching for him. Then he's gonna try to kill me. So now she's wearing like helmets everywhere and hiding her face <laughs> because she doesn't want to get unalived by a serial killer while touching butts. It's just so <laughs> random, but so funny. And I just it's love so, it. Yeah, just utterly ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it is. It is so ridiculous. But the two leads, it comes across very charming. Um, let me find the link real fast so I can do uh, it's behind you or behind, behind your, your love. Touch. Oh, behind your touch. Yeah, and it's Eamon Key. That's the yes, yes. So he's the, the cop, detective, right? you know, like yeah. again, very like nonchalant, like you shall catch all the buds, you know. <laughs> And Henji Min is the actress. She is doing a really hilarious job with this role. It's very um, comedic. And usually she plays much more serious roles. She was in Our Blues. She was in One Spring Night, Light in Your Eyes. Um, So again, nothing that's like comedy at Mm -hmm. all. Uh, She was the second lead in Hi Jekyll and Me. 
Padam Padam, like all of these such serious roles. I don't even know if I've seen her in a comedy before, but she's just freaking hilarious with her wide eyed, like, oh, I get to touch some butts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's very in. Well, and it's not because she's pervy. She's just very enthusiastic about everything she does. And right now right. what she does is touch butts and looking for killers. <laughs> and she's very enthusiastic about it. And so it's very entertaining. Highly recommend, even though I know most people are not going to watch it. It does. You do get. You get used to the storytelling style after two episodes. Mm -hmm. I will say it's a little jarring the first episode or two because it feels dis very disconnected uh, plot wise. Mm -hmm. But you definitely learn all the characters, all of the townspeople. You get just a feel of the world that they're encompassing. And you just kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, let's see what's going to happen this week. You know, what butts are we going to touch? And so, <laughs> so yeah. So right now they're looking for a killer by touching a thousand butts a day. And, okay. And we will see where that takes us. <laughs> I think you may have talked me into watching the second episode at least. You have to admit that scene is hilarious where she's <laughs> yes. all like, oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So funny. All right, but... I will push through. I will. I'll get through the second episode because I would love to have a really good comedy yeah. on my watch list. Well, and even like her thug friends and all that. There's just a lot of reoccurring characters. They keep reoccurring through these various scenes that are mm -hmm. very entertaining. There's mm -hmm. a lot of great entertainment nuggets amid all the chaos. And so, gotcha. yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And, and that's on Netflix. And right? again, I know there were some spoilers there, but you will not get the understanding of what it is <laughs> till you see visually the scenes come alive. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, it's just so funny. Because you can say, and oh, that's a funny premise. But seeing them do it, mm -hmm. hilarious. Comedic gold. Okay. So I'm taking your word for that. All right. So my last drama to talk about is Not Others, and this just recently finished. And it's a mother-daughter drama. So when, when Kim Eun-mi was in high school, she discovered she was pregnant and her entire life changed. She was determined to keep her baby, and so she raised her daughter, Jin Hee, on her own. Well, mostly on her own. Her best friend and her best friend's mom helped a lot. And, but the two literally grew up together. So now she's in her 40s and Unmi works as a physical therapist while her daughter, her 29-year-old daughter, works as a police officer at the Namchon police substation. So despite being an adult herself, Jin Hee still lives with her mom, a fact which leads to an endless stream of bickering between the two. Though both mother and daughter will agree that they love each other dearly, the two just can't seem to find a getaway to, to get along. So that's kind of the opening and the whole drama is about the journey of their relationship as they go through some struggles because her mom actually gets targeted by a stalker for a while and Jin Hee has actually been busted down from her her previous rank at a higher at a Seoul police station I think she gets mm -hmm. cast out to the substation because of some things that she did and so she uh, connects with the police chief at the or the substation chief at that police station 
And it's just, it's a good story. There will be inevitable comparisons to Gilmore Girls, but it's not that. It really is just a mother-daughter journey together and learning how much they love and appreciate each other and how much they've grown together. And I just, I was really satisfied. It's only 12 episodes and like everything was just really tightly done and the characters were hilarious and relatable. And I, I ended up really, really liking it. And I have not watched it, although Drama Geek loved it. So mm -hmm. she did. So I know that that was good. And I really like the actress, the one that is from Girls Generation. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy her as an actress. So I might go back to that one at some point. So um, the let's see, I have two more that I'm watching that I'll just do real fast. Um, I'm finishing Lost You Forever. There is a chance that uh, K-Drama and Jen and I might record a podcast on that sometime in the next month or two. Although we might wait until season two comes out in the spring. So we'll just mm. have to see uh, with that. So it's a two-parter. It does end on a cliffhanger. Um, if you like that style of show, it's kind of a historical fantasy kind of thing. Um, give that a try, but I'll go more into that. Like if we record later on, uh, the other one I just started was, um, uh, my journey to you. And this is about it's a historical, and it seems to be kind of like a little darker historical, not so much fantasy. It's mm -hmm. a, about a girl, Wei Shan, who's a spy and she is sent to infiltrate the palace uh, to complete a mission right now where I'm at. Her mission is to become the wife of this prince, like the crown prince. Because uh, there's currently like a, they're bringing all the women in as possible wives. And so they are looking for the future crown princess. And oh. that's her job to do this. And whether she assassinates people or whatever happens, she this is her goal. And the the crown prince that she was supposed to get married to, he and the the king. It, it, that's a kind of a weird misdemeanor. It's kind of like prince king dash prince of like a head heart large family conglomerate mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it's not okay. like king of China kind of thing. It's it's a different system that they're doing so it's kind of a fantasy system but anyway they're both assassinated and a younger brother who kind of is not been he hasn't been trained for the role he's suddenly put in and she ends up married to him and they help each other grow and get past all of this political stuff supposedly i have not gotten to where they're growing and getting past stuff yet <laughs> so yeah. right now it's a lot of assassins and assassin plotting and i'm really enjoying that mm -hmm. and that is on um ichi so, yeah ichi and then the other one this is the one that i started yesterday that i probably am the most enthusiastic about it's called wrong carriage right groom and I was kind of resistant to start it because it kind of seemed like it was a very similar 
I can't remember the name, but it was the fantasy one where the two sisters get switched in their things and they go to the wrong kingdoms to get married. Mm -hmm. It's a similar premise, not fantasy, though, where there's all this fantasy element. It's more of a a real historical kind of element where um, these two women from different families, but same area got in a procession with each other they were wearing very similar outfits and when they stopped at this temple because of a downpour um they accidentally got switched and got in Mm -hmm. the wrong things because they unknowingly uh switched their headpieces that had the emblems of their things because they just put them on a table while they were waiting and when they picked them up, they got them. So the servants thought they were getting the right person, but they got them in the wrong carriages. So gotcha. one goes off and marries into this family and the other goes off and is married into this family. And they're trying to like get out of these situations. And but they fall in love with the men that they're they weren't supposed to marry. Mm. And so all okay. that. So it's two romance stories. I really like how they're pacing it, how they're separating it. I watched seven episodes yesterday, so I'm invested. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. So, and that is on Vicky and I'm not sure. I didn't write it down. So I'm not sure if it's somewhere other than Vicky, but it is available on Vicky. I want to say possibly WeTV or Yuko. It's one of those two. Because mm-hmm. I know it's available um one of those because I saw it on the sites. Um, but I'm watching it on Vicky just because that's where I was watching TV last night. <laughs> so so um, it's the same beginning as Starry Love, but just with... But it's, can... it's not... There's no fantasy element. And no so fantasy. it really yeah. doesn't feel at all similar. Mm-hmm. Um, just same setup. Same setup. And it's kind of fun because one is going to a house with a where the the son is supposedly an invalid, but really he's just playing a long con because another faction of his family is trying to assassinate him or assassinate uh-huh. anyone in his family that's deemed a threat because he's through the dominant line who will mm-hmm. inherit. And so when he's pretending to be a sickly invalid who might die at any time, he's not being actively assassinated. And so (laughs) she marries into him and he figures out pretty quickly that um, she's not showing the characteristics of someone who would grow up in a uh, royal household that where, you know, you know how to do all of the the womanly things. And Mm -hmm. she's from a military family. So she knows all military stuff and how to like fight and stuff, but she doesn't know how to crochet or do all these womanly (laughs) attributes or read. She's not very educated. And so they come together to trick the family into um, believing she is who she says she is. And the other girl is from a very educated and quiet family and is very devout. And she ends up um, married to this general who is absent and his two previous wives have died and we don't know quite what, how they died or what's going on there. But um, yeah, so it's two very different stories. The romances are super cute. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm a little sad. I was 
reluctant to start it and I was being a little bit of a quality snob because it's not quite as financed as other stuff I watch Mm -hmm. but it's super cute and I'm enjoying it a lot so and just really quick because I have to run my daughter to work what we want to watch I did have Arthdell Chronicles on but yesterday I found out it's the same director as the first Arthdell Chronicles and that was my Yes, that was 90% (laughs) of what I had issues with with season one was the Mm -hmm. directing was so horrific. It was all shot in really dark scenes. The action sequences were not good. And with all, I'll give it a try. Maybe in the four years it's been, he's gotten better or he wants to try something different. But if it's in the exact same visual, I mm-hmm. probably will not finish it because I had so much issues. Like who does all the fighting scenes where it's too dark to see who's fighting? That yeah. is just stupid. You don't and, know who to root for. No. And it's lazy. And if you can't do action sequences, don't do a historic action drama. That's mm-hmm. my, my feelings on that. Cause I like his modern day stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm not as enthused now. Um, and half the cast was recast, which is also kind of like, mm. <laughs> but I so, also want to, if I have time, there's a Japanese show that just came on Vicky called The Sealer. That looks kind of good with like sword fights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Legend of Zoha, Zoha, again, mm-hmm. sorry, pronunciation is not my strong suit. And uh, then Love You Seven Times, both of those are on. Uh, Vicky and other stations those kind of look good uh, Chinese dramas that have recently aired um, I want to try the snow moon that is hypothetically coming soon on uh, I want to say Ichi but it might be WeTV but it's about a fox demon who has this tragic hist- love history and he falls in love with this girl and they've fallen in love like nine times or eight times and every time she dies tragically so this time he's like i'll just die this time to save her and but you know things are happening and she's like an assassin that wants to kill demons or stuff so it's kind of a a little bit of comedy but it's it's a heart wrencher at the same time and you know i love those yes and then also Song of the Bandits with Kim <laughs> Nam Gil. He's looking so hot. It's in um oh, what's that style of time period? It's uh, like it's where the they're occupied. Japanese occupation. Yeah, so the, the Japanese occupation time period. 20s to 40s. Yeah. All those outfits. He's like a robber. He robs trains and does freedom fighting stuff and he looks so hot and so of course i'm going to be watching that okay and for me my list is the kidnapping day or the day of the kidnapping it's um it looks like it's going to be a dark comedy where this guy kidnaps a girl to get ransom but then it turns out he's bad at it and so she has to coach him through it and she's a little girl and um and then she gets kidnapped from him and stuff happens like he has to find her again something like that yeah yeah, and she's so like just... some kind of genius, so everyone wants her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Seven Escape is just on my list just because E. June, E-June. is in it. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. It's like 90% <laughs> E. June. 
Yeah, so we'll and see. Because it also hot. has Huang, Huang Zhengyong, the very screechy actress that I don't enjoy her style. So I'm we'll half see. Half and but... half on her, depending yeah. on the the story. I can ignore her for a good story. So it really just depends on the story. Well, and it's a survival story. It's a survival for money, kind of like Squid Games, but not exactly. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then Twinkling Watermelon, where this guy goes back and meets his dad, and they become friends. And it's got the the guy friend guy friend from twenty five twenty one, the the clown. He was a lot of fun, so I want to see him in this. And then the worst of evil, which is Ji Cheng Wook's action drama, and I just I want to see him in an action role because I think that's really what he's suited for. Uh, so. What's sad is he's chosen so many roles I didn't like that at this point mm-hmm. it's almost a deterrent that he's in it. <laughs> I know that's horrible, but it's been like four or five dramas that mm. have just flopped for me of his in a row. So now at this point, I'm all like, what crap thing did he decide to do this time? <laughs> but well, maybe, last... maybe this will be the change. His last drama was If You Wish Upon Me, which I'm not sure you watched because that's he's in a hospice center. Oh, and... yeah. I didn't watch that, but it just wasn't catching my attention at all. And well, I just and watched I, the one where he was like the mentally ill magician. It was really weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that one was weird. Well, and If You Wish Upon Me was actually pretty good. He played kind of a, a delinquent mm-hmm. who was slowly reforming. And so that one was decent. So I was like, okay, there's hope. Yeah. But, yeah. I, that's the only one I think out of all of his that I haven't tried. But I've mm-hmm. tried everything since he came back from military and nothing has worked for me. Yeah. So... so Eh. we'll hope we'll see uh, but it did look good visually mm-hmm. it looked very good so mm-hmm. maybe this will be the thing that breaks that curse of his here's hoping yeah, knock cross on fingers. Wood. so that is our very long list of what we're watching see <laughs> i said that we watched everything <laughs> <laughs> we you you watched everything i know i was motivated yesterday and i had been gardening and i was super sore from gardening and couldn't like move without pain so i'm like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna sit my butt on this couch and watch some tv and i did well, so okay. thanks for joining us we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode you can reach us on twitter facebook or our patreon page and the links are in our show notes We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say. And we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.